everyone, welcome to another episode of Ron Nick's Rundown. I am Ron. This is Nick. We just got finished watching the Nets and the Bucks. As you can see on the screen, the Bucks handle their business and beat the Nets. A huge game, but we'll talk about that in a second. We got two guests here with us this evening. You know, you recognize one of them who was with us last time. Chris Inspires, you, Mr. Chris Wallace. How are you doing this evening, sir? All is well, man. Can't complain. Absolutely. And of course, new to the to the show. Well, actually, he was on our podcast version, but this is be his first time on a video version and podcast version of our show, Mister Walt Christmas. How are you, sir? Hey, I'm here. I'm here. Yes, sir. Yeah. We're here. We're here. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know, Sario. We'll get to that. We will get to that. <laughs> we will get to that. But now let's talk about uh, a game that we just watched. Obviously, the, I hope all, all of you watched as well. If you're a diehard NBA fan or just a casual fan, the Bucks defeated the Nets 120 to 109. And yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo definitely came through in the clutch, tied the game with a three, and definitely hit some clutch free throws when he was fouled by Nick Claxton. Nick obviously disagreed, but he'll get to that. <laughs> but go ahead, Nick. Just go ahead. What, just man, go ahead. some whole shit, man. Let me say something, man. <laughs> that was a flagrant one. On Wesley Matthews, on Katie in the corner for the three. They're going to review it and say it was a regular foul. No, it wasn't a regular foul. The man couldn't come down. That's the Zaza rule. Hey, man. What, 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 what was meant to happen, happened, man. The Nets have been playing around all year. You know, they just try to get to the playoffs. So, you know, yes. all, none of this matter at the end of the day, you know. So, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Nice little warm-up. You know, it's a little warm-up right there. Yes. And Chris, what's your thoughts on this game? <clears throat> Sorry. Man, I think Giannis just proved what, what we already knew. He's the best player in the league. You know, he's the most dominant player in the league. And this last, you know, couple weeks of the season, man, he's showing everybody why. And, and people have been sleeping on Milwaukee all season long. And the book, <laughs> man, they might repeat. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, they could. No, honestly, they, got the, thought- they got the pieces. They got the pieces. They got you know, a transcendent star. They're, they're, you know, they've got the defense, they've got the shooting, uh, and they're hungry still. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. They definitely are. Uh, like I said, um, Nick, you had more thoughts before I keep going. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll catch them in the, we'll catch them in the two seven match if they still there. Mm. Okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Nets don't want to see the Bucks, man. You say not not in the first round. They don't want to see it. I, I think it's the reverse, man. The Bucks don't want to see the Nets in the first round, bro. That, that, that's that's a tough matchup for the defending champs in the first round. The defending champs that damn near lost to the same to the same team last. I mean, like damn, like you, you know how close it was. It was this close. <laughs> yes, close that's, that's, that's a fact, man. But Nets mm-hmm. defensively, man, they they don't stop anyone. You say so how. Why do you fear them? You know, and if it's KD all day, every day, I know KD is is one of the 10 or 15 great players we've ever seen, particularly offensively. Uh, but man, where was Kyrie? Where was Kyrie in the fourth quarter in overtime? Mm. Didn't he even take a shot? I think he took one shot. He took one shot in like overtime in the last five minutes of the game combined. It was just KD Eiffel. That's all it was. Yeah, that That's was that was shocking. Yeah, that was shocking to me. That was Steve Nash call. Yeah, I was. I thought that was Mark. That, yeah, that, that, yeah. Was, that was KD call. That wasn't Steve Nash. KD said, "Give me the damn ball and move." 
I mean, you gotta think, but, but I mean, Kyrie just got back full time, bro. Like, so, so this this KD's, I mean, it's KD's team anyway. But like, you know, you got you gotta you gotta earn that. You gotta earn that. And I think come playoff time, he, he get his legs. You know, he's playing every day now. You know, I, I think I think Kyrie will. You know, he can drop fifty. He can drop fifty at any any given night. One when he put his mind right. to it, right? But he just gotta get back into like he said, like what they say. Steve Nash say this is like this is like the preseason for them. You know I mean, they they got they they got all they all they teammates now. With the exception of obviously Ben, who who knows if he's coming back or not this season, but like you know, th- these guys are just trying to get that continuity, uh, get a feel for each other, and then come you know come playoff in you know, the playoff time or play in games, right? Hit the mm-hmm. ground running. So we'll we'll see if it's effective or not. Maybe not, right? These guys could lose. <laughs> they could mm-hmm. lose in the playing round, right? And, and not even be in the playoffs. But um, you know, hopefully for good TV, these guys will make it and, and make it some you know some fun play- playoff basketball. Yeah, man, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And with speaking of the playoffs, we know uh, next uh, coming up soon we will have a playing tournament very soon. But we'll talk about that in a second. And the playoffs is right around the corner. But let's talk about the fir- the battle for first place right now. Um, right now, the Heat up by half a game over the Bucks. With the Bucks winning, they're now the two seed at this moment. Three seed, the fantastic Celtics, and they've been on a roll. But they did lose mm. Robert Williams, which was a which will be a big loss. But as long as you got Brown. And Tatum, who, and that, like I said, I'll get through all that in a second. And the Sixers, two and a half games back of the Heat right now. Who do we think will finish in, in first in the East by at least next weekend? Um, uh, Chris, I'll start with you. The Milwaukee Bucks. And I'm going to tell you why. Because I feel like Milwaukee is the only team that I'm seeing right now at the top of the Eastern Conference who's saying, we don't give a fuck who we play. You know, they're, like, just out there hooping. Like, you got other teams who are, I think, and, again, I, I, I don't know this for sure, of course, but I think they're sort of looking at the playoff matchups and saying, okay, we want to play this squad, so let's sit some of our starters and, you know, let's just call it rest. Let's call it load management. I mean, look at what Boston is doing right now. Why is Boston sitting Tatum and, and you know, those guys or whatever? There's no reason to sit those guys right now. Let those guys finish the season out. You know, Philly's been – struggling a lot lately it's Philly struggling because they're not playing hard because they don't want that two seven matchup against the Nets or that one eight matchup against the Nets so I think teams are sort of jockeying for that position but what I see from the Milwaukee Bucks is man we got you know the best player in the league we got a squad that's the defending champion let's just go hoop and we finish where we finish mm, definitely man yeah like I said Bucks like I said they have the experience they have the experience squad. They've been together. They're the defending champs. Walt will go to you next. Who do you think will be first when uh, by next weekend? Yeah, I mean, so so the 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 honest me doesn't think it really matters in the day, right? When it comes down to the playoffs, like the one eight two seven matchup, I think it's going to be all good teams, especially with the Nets down there. But but if I had to give an answer based on based on my gut, I'm gonna stick with the Heat. I'm gonna stick with the Heat. I just think defensively. Uh, the Heat are just so strong. Um, I think they can match up with anybody. Ivy B is alpha. You know, he's the best player in the league in his own mind, uh, and, and, I, and I love mm-hmm. his mentality like that. Um, but I, I just think, I just think the way um, the schedule lines up, I think, given that they're they're going to be in every game and, and just de- defensively bother everybody, um, mm-hmm. I'll stick with the Heat. Um, and and you know, we'll see where it rises. Do I, do I think they're going to win? Um, you know, make it deep into the playoffs? Probably a second round team. Maybe mm-hmm. depending on first round matchup, but but I think defensively they're gonna get they're gonna give everybody issues. Hmm. All right, Nick, man, like I said, I, yeah, the Heat have definitely, like I say, they've been consistently good all 
all season long. That was a big win yesterday over the Celtics on the road. That was definitely a huge win. Nick, who do you got? At who you think will be the number one seed? <laughs> don't matter as long as they don't play the Nets. They good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care about none of that. Whoever got first, if the Nets land in the eighth spot, good. Uh, well, going home. No. <laughs> or the Nuggets, Seattle Sonics, man. Go back. Talk to them. You and Nick. Not the same kind of matchup. Yes, and I mean, I see what you're saying or whatever, but it's not the same kind of matchup. I mean, that Nuggets Sonics series from 94, I believe. I mean, you had the, the Nuggets were such underdogs. I think the Nets would go into any 1-8 series or 2-7 series, and they might be the favorite in that series. No, you know what I'm saying? Bombers, Bombers championship. As long as you get KD to rock. <laughs> <laughs> Man, listen, but I bet Brooklyn, you know what I'm would rather play a Miami or a Philly or a Boston, especially, as opposed to having to play a team like Milwaukee. They do not want to see the Bucks in the first round. Any of those other three teams, I think they'd be favored in that series, honestly. <laughs> Man, as of right now, the Heat would play the Nets in the first round if the, if the playoffs had started today. And, the and that's a Brooklyn win. Brooklyn will win that series 4-2. Mm. Mm. Anybody else? Well, I know you agree. <laughs> is it four two, or is it going to be much, or is it going to be more of a? Do you think it'll be and sooner? Or Bombers, Bombers championship. In other words, you don't care when it ends, as long as, they, <laughs> long as as long as as long as they win. Uh, do you agree with that, Walt? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the Nets will win if it's a series versus the Heat. Four uh, two. Four, four, two. Yeah, I'll go four, two. I, I'm leaning <laughs> four, one, but, but I, I like Jimmy. You know what I'm saying? I like, I like Kyle. I like playoff Kyle. I, I think, I think the, uh, I think the Heat's roster is just well balanced. While I think Brooklyn's roster is just, you know, top heavy, right? Um, top yeah. heavy with a lot of role players. So you, you once you, you like kind of like Drew did. Drew, Drew pretty much took out Kyrie in, in the fourth quarter, just face, face guard him the whole time, and you just put it on KD. KD is going. You're going to live or die with him, right? And today you die with him. So come playoff mm-hmm. series, you get Jimmy B roughing him up a little bit. You know, KD going to drop 30 a game, but come 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 clutch, is he going to hit the game winner? You know what I'm saying? With that pressure on them all game. So yeah. you know, we'll see, we'll see. But mm-hmm. I, I definitely think the Nets will, will will win the series. Yeah, absolutely, man. I, but now let's talk about. Well, I'm not going to actually talk about. It. I'm just going to run down who the playing teams that likely look like it's going to be likely to play in teams at the moment. The Cavs are the seven seed. I know Evan Mobley is out right now. I think with an ankle, I think an ankle sprain, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I got an injury wrong, but we'll see. And the Hornets and the and the Hawks, those are likely look like this could be the playing teams right now. Um, but anyhow, um, <laughs> let's now talk about how bad the Lakers are. Um, <laughs> it's not, it has not been <laughs> very good. It's not, I think anybody, if anybody can say how bad the Lakers are, it is definitely Chris. So Chris, I'm gonna let you have the floor. Um, right now they are currently <laughs> nope nope <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna just say the Lakers are currently Lisa at least have at least they are up at least against over the Spurs but not by much <laughs> but not <laughs> and they're right now playing the jazz at the moment LeBron with an ankle injury. AD has had a foot sprain, midfoot sprain, since goodness, February 16th. I think three years ago. 
2016, you know? Yes. <laughs> and look at the Pelicans. Pelicans are ninth at the moment um, in the West. And the and both those teams play tomorrow. Okay. That's a big one. All right. <laughs> in LA. So Chris, uh, LeBron's going to try to play, is going to try, try to target tomorrow. And Anthony Davis is expected to play tomorrow, barring an injury. So, Chris, are the Lakers even going to make the play-in tournament? Or let's not even say the playoffs at the moment. Are they even going to make the play-in tournament? The floor is yours. Playoffs, playoffs. <laughs> Man, you know, listen, this has been a train wreck all season. All right, I got a couple things that I want to throw in as well. First of all, LeBron ain't really hurt. Yes, and he's he's circling games on the on the schedule, saying, "Okay, I'm gonna play this game. I'm gonna drop my 35. I'm gonna sit out the next game, and then I'm gonna circle this game and I'm gonna drop 35." He's trying to win a scoring time, you know. And so he wants the narrative to be that this year. Oh yeah, we didn't make the playoffs, but I won the scoring title at 37. So he wants that to be something that he adds to his uh, goat bag, you know, that he's uh, chasing. But the Lakers, and I said this from the very beginning of the season, I said this during the preseason, I said that Russell Westbrook was the worst acquisition uh, that the Lakers could have made this offseason. Not that Russ is a bad player, and his numbers don't look terrible this year. It's just mm-hmm. that Russ, and, and I said this, and, and you guys are my witness, I've said this for years, Russ is a numbers guy, man. He, he chases numbers more than any player that I've seen in a really, really long time. And even when you you know, you hear him talking his post-game press conferences. It's all about him and what he's done and what he's accomplished. And I'm like, dude, <laughs> you know, you've got to be able to change how you play basketball to meet the evolving game. Like, his game doesn't work well with that squad. And and I'm, I don't know – I can't think of a single team that, that you can drop Russell Westbrook on and say he's going to make that squad win. Like, that's that's – that's one of the problems in L.A. The other problem is that Anthony Davis just can't stay healthy. So all year long, I've been saying trade Anthony Davis. Trade Anthony Davis before his value, before he has no value. There's going to become a point where people are going to look at Anthony Davis and say, man, hell no, nah, I'm not that dude. You know <laughs> There's no way I can give up a front pick or, you know, or a player that, that can actually be on the court playing for a guy that's fragile. I mean, even right now, if if Dame Lillard said, I want out of Portland and trade me to the Lakers, I don't think the Lakers could take Anthony Davis and trade him straight up for Dame Lillard, Dame no. Lillard at this point. The Blazers would turn that down. The Lakers yeah. literally have to find a third team to facilitate a trade because the Blazers wouldn't want a 28-year-old Anthony Davis who's supposed to be the best or the second best player in the league at this point in his career. Mm. It's terrible. And the bad thing about the Lakers this year is that everyone's blaming Frank Vogel. I'm like, this ain't Frank's fault. <laughs> it's an NBA roster full of old cats. I'm not talking about 30-year-old cats. I'm talking about 35, 37, 34. And you got guys, Kendrick Nunney played one single play this season. And He's now out for the season. To acquire yep. Kendrick Nunn, he's out for the season. Anthony Davis, he's missed uh, you know, a significant amount of time. Trevor Ariza was over the hill. Carmelo, I like Melo. He gives us buckets. He's he's won us a few games this year, but Melo is long in the tooth. Uh, Malik Monk is the only guy, you know, that you know, of the free agents that we acquired who's really 
done something this year. He's outplayed his contract. And Lakers are not going to be able to keep him because we can't pay him $1.7 million next year. Surely there's going to be a team out there that gives him $15, 20000000 million a year over two or three years. And you know that's going to happen with the way he's performed. But there's not a lot to take from this season with the Lakers or from the Lakers um, other than the fact that, you know, uh, GM LeBron, you know, was just wrong this time. You know, the, the package for Buddy Heald and, and some other pieces was a better deal than Russell Westbrook. And I think this offseason, you've got to seriously consider two things, you, well, three things. You definitely have to, to trade or release Russell Westbrook. We know that. The second thing is you absolutely have to trade Anthony Davis. There's no more, nah, we're going to keep them two together, blah, blah, blah. No, it's time to trade Anthony Davis. And the third thing, which is going to be difficult, a difficult pill to swallow, is you've got to consider trading LeBron. You know, because LeBron, this is probably the last year of this LeBron that we're going to see. Like, at some point, Father Tom is undefeated, right? Like, LeBron yeah. James ain't going to be averaging 30 points a game as a fucking 38-year-old, 39-year-old player. He's only averaging 30 a game this year because he has – nobody else is scoring. No. <laughs> you know? So <laughs> – you you've got to trade you 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 get whatever you can for Russell Westbrook. It don't matter what it is. If it's a, a bottle of damn wine, go get the bottle of wine for us. Right? <laughs> get him off your book. Uh, trade Anthony Davis. Try to acquire some first round picks because we don't have a first until twenty twenty seven. Bruh, that's five years from now. And then LeBron James. I, I bet LeBron James could probably get you three or four firsts right now. You got to just you know, canvas the league and see what you can get. So by trading AD and LeBron, you might be able to get four or five first round picks and just start mm -hmm. over from scratch. And in two years, target John Morant. Mm. Okay. Hey, hey, but 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 they want a chip though, right? <laughs> but they want a chip though, right? But they, they they these four chip. years, these four years in LA. Like it, and people will call this. Hey, I'm a Laker fan, you know, and I have a difficult relationship with LeBron. Is that but these four years in LA, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it a success. The first year you don't make the playoffs. The second year you win a bubble chip. All right, let's let's put an asterisk beside that. that's a bubble chip. The third year you get beat, you get obliterated in the first round by the Sun. The fourth year, you probably don't make the playoffs. So you have two years where you don't make the playoffs, one year where you lose in the first round, which is essentially weak, you know, and then you have one year where you want a bubble chip. Is that a successful well, three-year run? But, 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 we knew, but we knew from the beginning that this wasn't a basketball move for Bron. Going to L.A. wasn't a basketball move for Bron. You know, Fact. going to L.A. was a business move for Bron. So, Fact. you know, all that all that came with it, you know, came with it. He obviously, he got he got 80 out of, you know, out of, out of New Orleans and – you know that they, they formed the dynamic duo, but the pieces around them. I mean, look at what they traded, right? Like, look at what the Lakers have let go for for Anthony Davis, and and look at how much talent that that's from Lonzo to Bi to 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 Josh to I mean, the, the list goes on and on of like perennial All Star youth youth that's just gonna blow up in the next couple of years while Brian, you know, is on the end of, end of his career. So like, I mean, they made a business decision. That they got a chip, you know, it still counts no matter what. But with that being said, the quality of basketball being played in LA right now is it's just subpar, right? And and I, to your point, the legacy, you know, Bron's legacy is 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 already sealed, right? But but it's it's trending toward like the Jordan end, right? Where 
You know, Jordan was just, you know, he could get buckets, but you you knew for a fact that he it was over, right? And Bron's not quite there yet, but but it's coming. And it's kind of sad to see him go out on such a such a sour note, like it was watching MJ, <laughs> like <laughs> when that Wizards team just like just 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 for the most part, just throwing up shots, right? So yeah, yeah. it's sad. But I mean, Bron has played, you know, an amazing career. He's played, I don't even know what season he's in, like 18 or so. Like yeah, whatever it is, yeah. Like he's <laughs> he's a beast, bro. He's top ten all time, and I'll leave it there. He's top ten all time, <laughs> maybe maybe five. Oh. But like he he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, a billionaire, and will go on to do many great things beyond basketball. All right. Yeah. Well, Nick, well. To, to that, to that, hold, hold on a second, Nick. To that point, though, about you know Lakers trading all that use. Th- there's a theory, you know, that that I've heard from GMs, owners, right? Yeah. You know, you know, when we watch other podcasts, listen to these guys talk, that you do whatever you can to get, like, the player. Like, particularly if he's a top five or top ten player in the league. So I don't necessarily think the Lakers were wrong to get Anthony Davis because the Anthony Davis we saw in New Orleans was a player that we thought. We thought Anthony Davis was going to be – and he was – the Lakers acquired him at 25 years old. So you're getting a guy who's not even in the prime of his career yet, and he was already a dominant player – with the Pelicans, so I think the Lakers thought they were getting the heir to LeBron. You know i which is why you give up five players and pick to get him. Now, again, I I feel like they should have kept, you know, a piece or two, you know. But in order to get Anthony Davis, you had to to give up what you had to give up. Um, and and it is what it is. Yeah, they did get a chip out of it, but man, one chip in four years in L.A. with the best player in the league for part of that time and a young ascending player, that's that's a disappointment. Sure. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, just say what you gotta say. They got all this looking full street clothes. That motherfucker that motherf- got more Gucci outfits and Louis and <laughs> Air Maxes. That's, that can't be dripped up, man. That boy be dripped like, up. Damn, homie, I need to see who your style is. <laughs> you have a hell of fits. You know what I'm saying? He on mm-hmm. PR kicks every week. Yo, <laughs> drip. He got they drip. Got what he was sure. looking for. Oh. <laughs> they got it. <laughs> Don't you talk about Melo. <laughs> you leave Melo out of it. He came there on good faith. He got he tired now. He's like, you know what? Cancun is. Okay. Well, I'm going to ask you this question first then. At the end of the day, who will be the two teams left standing out of the Pelicans? Lakers and Spurs. Who will be the last two teams in the West conference? Oh, standing? man. It's a and sad it. story. I like to say the Pelicans and the Lakers, but it's a sad story how they about to go out. <laughs> Nobody even talk about Dwight Howard. Top 76. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh. Oh, hey, what? Hey! <laughs> man didn't make it. Top 76, man. No disrespect. He should have been top 75. <laughs> Russell Westbrook. Who's the last who, who's in, who's the playing teams for the uh, for the West now? I know I know right, Pels. I know, right? It, yeah, it was the it was definitely the Clippers are definitely gonna be there at eight. Yeah. Looks like they're gonna be stuck there at eight. And the T Wolves are right now two and a half games back of the Jazz for six. So it looks like the T Wolves will definitely get a home game there. So the T Wolves will play the Lakers if the Lakers make it. No, 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 no. The T Wolves, the T Wolves, the eight play each other, nine and yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, then the nine yeah, and the ten. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So gotcha. the Lakers, if the Lakers stay at ten, t- Lakers will have to play 
two road games there. Right. Two of them. To get it you know, to even have Andrew, to even get a spot. I don't think the Lakers can beat. Can, I don't think the Lakers can 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 beat. I think they can beat the Pels for sure. You know, it depends what Pels team you will. You know, who plays the Pels are, are like the Lakers, where somebody's always hurt, right? Bi's always hurt, or but but like healthy Pels and the healthy Lakers. I think the Lakers take that. But like the Lakers versus the 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 Wolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Cat, 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 cat is, cat is doing his thing, you know. And mm-hmm. and then, and then the clips, you know, clip show got they got PG, PG dropped what first game back in however long dropped thirty four, you know. What yeah, I'm like yeah, this, it's tough, bro. It's a tough matchup, Chris. Good, good luck, sir. They're not gonna be the Clippers. Yeah, I mean, no, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. <laughs> no, they, I mean, y'all are right. I mean, y'all are right there on point. I mean, and that's just the Lakers get in. Because if they lose tonight, which they're gonna lose to the Jazz, don't they fall to 11th again behind the Spurs? Yeah, yeah. They were around there, yeah. They were around there. <laughs> they play the Pelicans tomorrow. Yep. You know, and, and Anthony Davis is a game time decision, and LeBron is a game time decision, you know. So it, I mean, man, listen. Would it be just? I hate to say this, but wouldn't it? Would it be better to just not make the playoffs and be and, and be a lottery team? That's not what. It, that's not. What, but they're not going to get a good. Well, actually, wait, 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 wait. They don't even have a draft pick. They don't have a draft pick. No, they don't have one. No, no, they don't. <laughs> I don't think they should lose it. No, they. I'm Laker fans don't want to hear that. Spend all that expensive money on them tickets, season tickets. That's what we want to hear. That they're gonna miss the playoffs, even no matter how decent or bad they are at the moment. So, do, are we saying that the Lakers are gonna make the playoffs, or are they gonna miss the playoffs? They're, they're gonna miss. Miss. Yeah, no, miss they definitely miss. Yeah, who, who, let me ask you this, and this is kind of off topic, but who's the Lakers' third best player right now? Obviously, we got the two alphas and Bron yeah. and AD when healthy, but who's right. number three? <laughs> you said Russ. <laughs> right. That's that's the, the right. Okay, so Russ is their third best player, and that's scary. Yeah, you know that 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 that's the problem. On some nights, it's Malik Monk. Yeah, you know, I mean, they're they're Malik Monk shows flashes, and I'm like, damn, this cat and who? And he reminds mm-hmm. me so much of a young J.R. Smith. I I mean, every time I see him play, I I feel like there's J.R. Smith out there hooping from you know the uh, when he was with uh, New Orleans and when he was with um, the Knicks. Yeah. I was like, that looks like J.R. Smith, mm-hmm. uh, but. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Russ Russ is kind of – I think Russ is checked out. Russ is definitely checked out mentally. He's like, you know what? I can't wait till this shit is over. <laughs> the media ate him up, though. The media has been eating Russ up since day one. Yeah. Like, at this point, you know, you could just tell in his interviews, right? Russ is just <laughs> – Russ is so far. He's so far beyond, you know, the, the game of basketball right now. Russ is just looking for, for confrontation at this point. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. No, no. Well, what do you think we need? <laughs> oh, man. Terrible, man. I, I, I'm starting Ooh. to feel bad for the guy. Like, I mean, I've been dragging him all year. And I'm like, you know what? I kind of feel sorry for this dude now, man. Like, he getting drugged. Like, yeah. God. <laughs> it's the coaching. <laughs> okay, Jarrell. <laughs> Not man. Like where can you can't put Russell Westbrook on the floor anywhere and he'd be successful. Like, I mean, his his most successful place is on the bench. The Lakers make their runs when Russ is not on the floor. Like, seriously, Russ Russ has got to accept a role now. If he's gonna be your first, second, or third best player, you're not gonna win. All right. So Russ has got to say, you know what? Maybe I should you know, 
learn from Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony got humbled. Carmelo Anthony was out of the league for what two years until he realized that his best role at the easy there. Hey, get carried away. His best role at this point moving forward is coming off of the bench and giving you 13 to 15 points off the bench. He accepted his role, which is why he thrived in Portland. And then he came to the Lakers and he's having a pretty good year off the bench with LA. Russell Westbrook is in the same position. Accept your role. Know what your role is at this point in your career. You are no longer a number one or a number two guy. It's just that. And he doesn't defend anyone. I don't know if you've ever watched Russell Westbrook try and defend someone on the court. This brother <laughs> does not defend a single soul. It, it, we'd be, it'd be better off with the Lakers. would be better off with one of us out there guarding. Russ's man. Hey, man, man. Put some respect on Mr. Triple Dub, man. That's the problem. He doesn't guard because he's chasing numbers. He's chasing rebounds. <laughs> the dude stands off his man, and he's waiting for the rebound. I'm like, bro, guard your guy. <laughs> oh, say, my man, he got a farewell tour, OKC. <laughs> yeah, hold on, man. Let me, let me take a – let me do this again, man. <laughs> wait, wait. All right. We're going to go to our next topic. And, yes, we do have a big uh, – definitely have a big uh, event this weekend. In the is is the final four. Yes, Kansas is playing Villanova, but obviously the most anticipated game, most anticipated sporting event, maybe ever. <laughs> Duke and North Carolina. You as people seen the video, Walt is Duke ready. He is ready for this game. Everyone's ready for this game. Uh, first time ever that they will meet in the tournament. First time ever, and it's in one of the biggest on the biggest one of the biggest stages in sports. And yes, they'll be in the Superdome. Anyone's we're going to definitely uh, talk about obviously a couple of meetings. The first meeting, obviously Duke went to Chapel Hill and destroyed the Tar Heels. <laughs> <laughs> but then, woo, that's on Coach K's last, very last game at in Durham, his very last home game. The Tar Heels came to town and handed Duke an L. Yes, they did, <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. Yeah, and that you can't take that away from the Tar Heels ever again. But Duke has a chance now to right that wrong on a big stage where everyone will be watching. And could and the state of North Carolina is definitely completely hyped up for this game. Even the Dreamville Festival that's happening. I, I, I was going to shout them out, but they're, they're going to stream that game at the Dreamville Festival with J. Cole. That's nuts. I will ask you, Walt, this. I would ask you both this, actually, because I know Chris definitely loves North Carolina. And obviously, Walt loves Duke. Walt, tell me why Duke is going to beat North Carolina this time. Because because it's not the spectacle no more, man. Like like Coach K's last game in Cameron was just a spectacle, man. Like you had all the former Duke players come back, all the media coverage, all the you know, all, just it was just a, a ceremony before the game, the ceremony after the game. The focus wasn't on Duke basketball. The focus was on Coach K. And you could tell by Coach K's, you know, post game, um, you know, little, little rant that he was just completely fed up um, with all the coverage that that he was getting about his farewell, right? So, um, but this time it's about basketball, and I think Duke is a better basketball team than UNC. I think UNC has been playing some amazing basketball, um, honestly, and and the game makes me nervous. I'll be honest, but I think from a pure talent standpoint, talent doesn't always win games, but I think. The way that we're playing right now with the emergence of Jeremy Roach, who's now the starting point guard, who is now penetrating, who is now, 
you know, mm-hmm. shooting better with yes. AJ, you know, sniper AJ Griffin, who will be a top five pick in the NBA draft. Just mm-hmm. just feeling, you know, getting his swag up. Um, obviously, you got you got Paolo and he's just, you know, top top two pick in the draft who was just averaging 18 and, and eight. And then you got Mark Williams. Right. So so when you think of Carolina, you think of, you know, Armando Baycott and him double doubles. Right. And I think yeah. that um, Mark Williams, as long as he stays out of foul trouble, can, can at least mitigate that a bit. But we got to focus. I mean, the expected for Carolina and, and everybody knows it is, is manic. Right. And you, some people say Caleb Love, but no manic. Manic mm-hmm. is the X factor for them. If Manic is hits those corner threes consistently, excuse me, consistently, he opens up the floor for everyone else. And if you mess around and get Caleb Love some confidence, you know he'll start shooting from everywhere. So yeah, if right. we can control the three early on, take their confidence early on. Honestly, I think we'll win by more than ten. Um, but you know that's why they play the game. Mm. All right, Chris, why are the Tarios going to beat Duke on Saturday? And and attempt to not only move on to the national championship, but end Coach K's career. Well, I think Walt spoke to momentum, right? And I think right now, from the, the end of the season through the tournament, Carolina has such momentum right now. And you know, I I hear Walt. I I agree. Duke across the board probably has a, a better basketball team. And as Walt says, sometimes a better basketball team doesn't win. We've seen this. You know, I remember that Kentucky team with Carl Anthony Towns and Willie Cauley-Stein, and they were going for that unbeaten season, and they got beat by a team that wasn't better than them. You know, but they just played better basketball on that given day. And that's what the NCAA tournament is about. It's win in advance, win in advance, win in advance by any means necessary. Uh, St. Peter's, you know, is it, you know, if, if they had to play some of those teams that they beat, you know, 10 times, and they lose nine of those times, and they win that one that they won in this tournament. Uh, Carolina, with the momentum that they have right now, with Caleb Love's confident, you know, with Manic, you know, as, as Walt said, hitting those threes and opening up the floor, Baycott, you know, dominating the interior. Uh, I just think that, you know, they're playing for something a little bit different right now. I think Duke has a little bit of pressure on them that Walt did not share. This is Coach K's last season. It could potentially be his last game. And so the players have to sort of, you know, carry the burden of, oh, my God, if we lose this, this is it for Coach K. So that added pressure onto the Blue Devil squad, I think, is, you know, makes it advantage Carolina. Um, Carolina is coming in as an eight seed. There weren't any expectations for them coming into this tournament. Hell, you know, half the – the Carolina fan base wanted Hubert Davis fired after the first 20 games of the season. <laughs> what did you see doing? You know, so Carolina came, Carolina went from a team that was on the bubble of making it to the tournament to a team that's an eight seed in the final four, who's literally just out there playing basketball right now. And I think Carolina, after surviving that that rush from Baylor, you know, got their confidence back. And I just think they you know, they're, they're ready to – this might be that season where they win it all uh, because they're playing better basketball right now than other teams are playing. Mm. Man. Yeah, get the ball, take, take that ball out of the net and run. You know what I'm saying? And run and run. And, and you know, listen, I agree. Jeremy Roach, you know, is, is hooping right now. I didn't even know he had that in him. I'm like, man, this cat, 
you know, he, he hoop. You know, the Duke's got some ballers on that squad, man. But Carolina, if you had to put the two together, like Carolina's playing better basketball than any of the four teams that are remaining in the tournament right now. Now, listen, granted, Kansas, what they did in the second half, you know, in the Elite Eight was, Ooh, oh, my God. You know, but yes. <laughs> the Tar Heels are playing the best basketball of the remaining four teams. And and I, I see that carrying over to Saturday night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I like you. To, so you mentioned the pressure, right? And and, and I agree with you a little bit. So I, I agree that if if Duke would have won in Cameron, right? I feel like I feel like it would be much more pressure on them this go around because because it's Coach K. Because at that point, everybody feels like Duke is destined to win the championship at this point, right? Um, right. But because because they lost that game. I think it was one of those things where it humbles you, right? It humbles you. It, it, it makes you not take it for granted. Um, so, right. so I think the focus now was like, look, that was the biggest stage of college basketball all season. That game was the biggest stage up until this point, right? The biggest stage, the highest rated game on ESPN was Coach K versus, or not Coach K, excuse me, Duke versus Carolina in Cameron, Coach K's last game. The biggest stage, Duke lost, got smacked, right? And smacked in front of 99 former players, right? <laughs> Which many of them had won championships for K. But now it's like, look, all that's over. Like we 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 overcame that. We we lost in the tournament to B Tech, whatever. But the momentum that we have, the way that we're playing basketball right now, you can give the ball to four different players on Duke starting lineup, including Trevor Kills off the bench. They can all create their own shot at this mm. point. That's the, that's a tough guard. Mark Williams is hitting turnaround Jays now. What? Seven yep. foot, <laughs> seven, seven nine. You know, arm arms man. I mean, block, four blocks a game, bro. It's a tough matchup. Carolina, the only way that Carolina is going to win that game is if they shoot over 40% from three-point. The, mm. the entire game. Which they're very capable of. Which, which they can do. Which they can mm. do. But the only way they're going to win is if they shoot over 40%. If Caleb Love has Love's infamous two for 19 games, because <laughs> you know Caleb's not gonna stop shooting, bro. Caleb is not. Yeah, he, he know he's not. <laughs> Caleb is the best. Like, like, like I say, Jimmy Butler. Caleb is the best player on, in, in, in his mind in the world, bro. Caleb's gonna yeah. put up number. He's gonna put up shots. So, like, yeah. I mean, we gonna see, man. Like, I feel, I feel good. Um, I feel good. I, I think that loss to Cameron humbled us. Honestly, I don't even remember the game because of all the footage about Coach K and, and like I can't even remember the second half to be honest with you. But mm. like. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun Saturday night, man. Saturday night about ten forty five. Yeah, man. <laughs> that bottle one, we buy we, we popping bottles of bourbon, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, man, I'm looking forward to it. I'm just, I know I want to talk about more about, it, but I know we got to move along. Um, Nick, you got any thoughts on this game before I, I oh, move what's, up? What's the what's the least his name on Duke? Was it Palo Palo Palo? Pronounce that for us, Walt. Palo Pancaro. Palo, 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 Pancaro. Yes. See, Palo. I can't pronounce it. Go yeah, ahead. Man, uh, he meant what he said. He wanted to see Carolina again. Mm. I forgot that. He mm. meant that. Mm. He tried to act all cool about it. You know, y'all not gonna get me again. Nah. He. <laughs> that is a circle <laughs> framed date in his head, and I think cool. that man is all in. Hey, mm. biggest game cool. in college basketball, man. In the last probably. I don't know, since maybe Duke, Kentucky back in the day, maybe the biggest game in college basketball, bro, since since, since the 90s, bro. Yeah. Just from the I, think, 
I, I, I would argue that it is the biggest college basketball game that we've seen ever. Like Carolina and Duke, it, this is the biggest rivalry in college basketball. And we've never seen it in a tournament. And we're yes. going to see it for the first time in the Final Four, which is crazy. The, yes. only, <laughs> the, only, the, the only thing that could top that is if Carolina and Duke met for the championship. That's the championship. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so Duke-Carolina meeting in the Final Four. I was talking to one of my colleagues. This was two weeks ago, three weeks ago. I was like, dude, man, and I, you know, this was, I think this was after the brackets came out. I was like, man, wouldn't it be something if Duke and Carolina met in the Final Four? <laughs> and here they are, <laughs> Saturday night in the Final Four, in Kay's last season, and Hubert Davis's first season. Crazy. Couldn't ask for a better matchup in the Final Four. Man, I just hope that it's a great game and that Carolina kicks that ass. <laughs> I, I really didn't like what Hubert said when he was just like, you know, you know, we already did that. You know, this is just another game. I was like, oh, coach, this is this is life or death. Yeah. <laughs> this ain't he, the game. He, he's trying not to put pressure on his players, man. That's all that yeah. is. That, that's, um, that's coach talk. Give it to me. <laughs> I'm like, Mark Jackson, reading Reggie Miller. They said, you ain't had it. <laughs> they said, you was turnover prone. They said, you was the next Russ. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> what? What he say? That's all I need. Oh, I'm like man. Michael Jordan, man. When it come to that, that's <laughs> so a personal. Oh. <laughs> I'm I'm ready for this game though. Saturday, so, look, look, I'm definitely ready for that game Saturday night. It is going to be one of the biggest sport events. That's going to break ever. records. Yeah, ratings record. records. Yes, it yes. Will. You it will. not nowhere near TV. Or at the official game, or on your phone watching, whatever. At the bar. You missing <laughs> history being made. Yes. Saturday night. Yes. And even if you're in the bar, it does it. You can watch the game or not. It just you know just gets you a nice little drink and all that stuff. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. You know. What all saying? right. I just think, <laughs> just the Durham and Chapel Hill area. I could just imagine <laughs> sports bar. I don't, I'm thinking Crazy. I might, try to, I might pull up just Franklin, to be down there. Frank Franklin Street. <laughs> Franklin Street. If you ain't there by at least, I'll <laughs> say if you ain't there by the morning or by the early mm-hmm. afternoon, you're not gonna. Oh yeah, Carolina win and Franklin Street. Oh my god, mm-hmm. <laughs> nuts! But I don't think that's gonna happen. <laughs> oh, you're picking Duke, huh? I am. Oh, I don't have a dog in the fight, but I just, Ooh. you know, my man said he wanted them. He he remembered Ooh. how they was acting. <laughs> when they beat him on his coach's last game at home, and his coach crying, <laughs> he ain't forget that. Mm. Ooh, okay. Duke are the four see, point. I, I don't even play, man. Duke are the four point <laughs> favorites in this one. I know Paulo Punk Carol. Yeah, you know, I know how to pronounce his name. We know who I, you know, those four you know, those Roach names. is gonna be the X Factor, in my opinion. Of course he will. Yes. AJ, man. AJ Griffin, man. AJ dropped yeah, AJ yeah. dropped double digits. Silly. AJ was a man in the first game. So I know we're gonna we're gonna pick, but AJ, the reason why we smacked him on the first time, AJ Griffin hit six of eight from three. He was just unstoppable. We took over the game. He went on a 10 0 run by himself. Right before the half, and at that point, it was over. So, AJ Griffin, man, top five pick in the draft. I keep telling y'all, AJ's a sleeper, but top five pick. Hey, yeah, AJ, the best shooter in NCAA. It left in the tournament, probably top three shooter in all of college basketball right now, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Ooh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. Chris, you good? I'm waiting. We'll wait for Chris. Uh, but uh, let's. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go quickly for these next subjects. Quickly. All right. Bruce Arian retires. Ty Bowles is now the new head coach. And you know, and let me, and yes, before I keep going, and let's let's see, yes, Bruce Arians moves to a senior football consultant. 
Bruce Arians is the fourth minority coach for the Bucks, And you know, that is two more than any other team. Ty Bowles. Ty Bowles. You mean Ty Bowles. You mean Jerry Cruz. He goes the fourth, the fourth minority coach for the Bucks. That's two more than any team in the NFL history, which is we're not even gonna go there. We're, we're not gonna go there, but um, <laughs> but yes, but let's talk about the factor. I know people were saying that Tom Brady coming back may have may have just made Bruce Arians' decision a bit easier. I know people were talking about their their relationship. And I know you know Bruce Arians. He's a guy that is not going to just take any BS from anyone, as you can see from Antonio Brown. Um, <laughs> but that was an easy one. But but Nick, I'll start with you. As far as this concerned, what do we think about Bruce Arians retiring? Tabbles now the new head coach. And do you think Tom? Do you think Tom Brady is the reason why? If, despite the fact that Arians said that's not the reason, do you think Tom Brady is the reason why Arians? You want the pretty loud or ugly truth? You just say what you want because you're gonna say. I give you the pretty laugh first. You damn right, it's because of Tom. You sick of it? I ain't got time for this, man. You call? You have me waste all this money to get AB. He ain't throwing up do, do signs because his ankle. But he's jollying right on down the end zone, mm-hmm. huh? <laughs> Chris Godwin got hurt. Now you you know you blaming folk, whatever, man. No, nah, mm-hmm. but you know, nah. I think Bruce already made his mind up. He was like, man, if Tom ain't here, I ain't coming back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I ain't got time for. It. I don't know who's gonna be the next guy. That's too much pressure. And he found out Tom coming back. He was like, well, I can't renege. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I already told Todd he got it. So, mm-hmm. And with Todd Bowles being the coach, look, I love Todd Bowles. It wasn't his fault in New York. It wasn't his fault. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Jets are just a mess. <laughs> Ownership mm. is trash. Oh, <laughs> they rather sell jerseys and tickets. And to put a quality team on the field. Uh-oh. All right. <laughs> Todd Bowles is a defensive oh, guy, though. Man. You got Brady coming back. Like, is Brady gonna like really embrace a defensive guy as his head coach? Mm. I mean, gonna bother him that much. Yeah, I mean, so so I mean, as we know, Bruce Arians has done this before, though. This is not the first time Bruce Arians has retired, right? He 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 quit. He took on the cards, I believe, is the last thing he was coaching. He just kind of stepped down. So so Arians, he 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 gets to a certain point, you know, where he gets that success, right? When that success stops, Arians mm-hmm. is out. That's that's his mo, right? So like, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, as far as the beef with him, him and Bruce, is there, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. Obviously, right? I'm, I'm some fire to that with. You know, Brady saying like him and Leftwich, you know, came up with a game plan and the Arians would come and nix it, you know, come game day. And and, that, and there was some there was some beef there. Um, so I'm, I'm sure, you know, there was pressure probably in the in the front office to to to, to make it easier for, for Brady. And as a result, you know, we said, hey, we're we going to give you this senior football consultant role. Keep keep your paycheck. You know, you good. You know, relax a little bit, you know, call some football decisions, you know, a little bit. And, and relax and, and, and catch the game in the hot tub, right? So, so, mm-hmm. so, so that's what you know. Aaron's is like, hey, I'm probably. I mean, I, don't, I think Pete Carroll's the oldest coach in the league, but he's up there. He's definitely up there in age. So, you know, it's yeah. a sweet gig for him in bowls. You know, from a diversity standpoint, right? That this, this looks good. <laughs> this this definitely looks good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, but ultimately, you know, it's Tom's team. We, we already know that. You know, it's Tom's team. Tom's going to do what Tom does. The Bucks will be successful. Especially given the state of the NFC East right now, Lord. I mean, excuse me, the NFC South. Sorry, yeah. the NFC South right now. Good gracious, it's it's about yeah. to be a terrible division. Um, so yeah, go go ahead, Chris. 
No, I think that this opens up an interesting thing. Now, just hear me out on this. Okay, so Arians transitions to a, you know, whatever role, senior, whatever the fuck you want to call it, right? <laughs> and Todd Bowles becomes the coach. I think this is Tom Brady's opening to say, trade me to your 49ers. You know, he now has an out. You know, he because remember they they asked Arian and Arians in offseason, would you trade Tom Brady? He was like, hell nah, blah 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 blah. <laughs> but you know, Arians is not calling those kinds of shots anymore. And Brady can say, well, fine, I'll come back, but I'm not playing for Todd Bowles. And mm -hmm. then that's the 49ers' opportunity to make a you know a, a one year Super Bowl run with Brady. And let's be honest, Brady wanted to go to San Francisco before he settled on going to Tampa Bay anyway. And the 49ers, you know, I hate to say it, but they have a Super Bowl-ready team. You know, the Bucks, they, there's still some uncertainty there. Godwin's coming off of an injury. You know, Gronk is – Gronk did come back, right? Mm -hmm. Well, did Gronk yeah, come back? He, he will. He will come yeah, back. Right, will. Right, yeah, so but, will come but, back. but Gronk doesn't even look like himself anymore. And, so, and the Buccaneers, like, at, you, you could see last season – they didn't have the same magic that they had the season before. I know that Super Bowl windows in the NFL aren't really open for long. And so no. I, I do I, I do see a scenario out there where Brady does say, I want to trade and I want to trade to the 49ers, which means that Trey Lance has to wait another season. And maybe that's where 49ers can make a deal with the Bucs and just send Garoppolo to Tampa Bay. Send Garoppolo. Yeah. I mean, mm -hmm. Sounds good, but no, nah, it's just Trey area, man. It's Trey area, man. We 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 ready. The, 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 the faithful, the faithful man. We ready, man. We gonna let Trey do his thing this year. It's gonna be, you know, have his ups and downs, but like you got you first round pick. You know, he sat sat a whole season. You sit two seasons. I mean, the A Rod. You know, does the A Rod formula work for everybody? Probably not, right? Yeah, especially in in, in the world in which we live out, where you know, especially top top five picks. <laughs> Especially quarterbacks want to be in the field instantly. Nah, man, we made an investment. We get you saw the capital that we gave up for, for him. Uh -huh. You got you got to play the kid, man, for better or worse. And yeah. you know, as fans, we you know we got to live with the results. I'm excited about Trey. I, I think he's going to bring a different dynamic to to the team. I mean, not think than than Garoppolo. They're 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 oil, oil and water, right? They're complete, just completely different players. Um, and you know, hopefully early in the season he get we get over the you know some of some of the you know the the, the, the rough patches, but and, and by mid season we hit our stride and you know we, we make a run at it. But nah, I, I can't I can't see Brady anywhere outside of Tampa now. Um, but you know, crazier things have happened, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, man, we'll see, man. I'm definitely look go ahead. Nick. Yeah, we're gonna have this Jordan Love effect. You understand? <laughs> <laughs> oh my <God. laughs> right. We're not going. We're not doing this. Oh, we're not doing it. We're not doing this no, now. No. Randy out of town. <laughs> you had the man right. Goddamn there! All you had to do is give him the money. You wait till he said, "I want to go to uh, uh, Las Vegas." No, oh wait, he go. He go. Devontae, he offered him money. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. You can't pay a receiver thirty million dollars a year. You just can't. Like mm -hmm. not in the, not when you're paying your quarterback fifty million a year. It just can't happen. That's a lot well, of money, Julio, bro. Then. Get Julio. He yeah. out there. Oh, oh no. Nah, nah. I told you. I floated the theory out there. Trade for DK Metcalf. The Seattle uh, Seahawks are rebuilding right now. Trade Jordan Love and your first round. 
pick for DK Metcalf. Let them start over with Jordan Love in that first round pick. Who says no to that deal? Me. Me. Okay. So here's a better deal. So so trade Jordan Love and the first round and the second round pick that you just got from the Raiders for Devontae Adams for DK Metcalf and maybe like a sixth round pick. That's the deal right there. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what's, why would That's Seattle right. say no? Because D, you're going to have to pay DK Metcalf in the year or two anyway. And who's the Seahawks starting quarterback? Think about that for a second. Drew Locke? For real? I'm the, I'm the GM now. Do, don't do it out of spite. I don't care how nice it is just because I don't like him. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. I'm going to move on. And that's, why you to lose. that's why the Jets are where they are. Hey, we ain't talking about the Jets. Now. I just admitted they was trash. All right. The organization don't know what the hell they doing. All right. Real quick. Minneapolis. Women's Final Four. We got South Carolina versus Louisville. We got the defending champs, Stanford, going up against UConn. Now, a good thing, like I said, the biggest key stat for me, and I know Chris as well, UConn has now been to 14 straight Final Fours, but they have not been to the championship game since 2016. They have lost their last four semifinals. Obviously, 2020 was the, was the beginning of the pandemic, and we did not have a March Madness at all. But yes, UConn has not. That has been that has been four straight. Do we think UConn is going to win national championship this time? Like I said, they're playing the defending champs. Um, I, I'll just let y'all who you think will win the national championship at least. No, uh, no, I don't think UConn is going to win. I think that the sleeper of the tournament is going to be Louisville, and I think Louisville will be the win the national championship. Ooh, could be South Carolina got against Aaliyah Boston, player of the year, defensive player of the year. That name, well, South Carolina Gamecocks got some good defense. I love Don Staley too. I love Don, yes. but. Louisville got a chip on their shoulder, man. They got a chip on their shoulder. I, I, yeah. I'm going Louisville for the for, for, for the surprise surprise win. Ooh, all right. I don't know, Nick. Uh, I'm going for Don Staley, man. You gotta go for Don Staley, yeah, South Carolina, man. All right, <laughs> that's my girl right there, man. Love Don Staley. Ooh, man. All right, Chris. Do you think uh, South South Carolina? I, I just you know mm. I, I hear Walt Louisville, but I I just see South Carolina. Um, as as a team that's just ready to win it, like UConn has been dominant though. Let's not like you know understate how crazy it is that Geno has gotten UConn to fourteen straight Final Fours. Like yeah. who does that? So yeah. that means every single year his teams have a chance to win. Period, and that's all you can ask for is a chance to win. Like I mean, this cat is going to Final Fours with different squad. It's not like he's mm-hmm. taking the same young women. All of these 14 years. It's a different squad almost every season. Yeah. And he's going to the final four every year. Sir, sir. It's college basketball. Women's college basketball. They all stay, you know, for the most part, three years. Right. No, I get it. But the program is so, especially in women's college basketball, they're going to always get the, the, the top of the top. Period. And, and that and that and Gino's earned that. I mean, the Gino was earned that, right? And obviously we got some new players in it. It used to be Tennessee, right? With Pat Pat Summit. It was it was UConn and Tennessee. Pat yeah. had retired, you know. So then then now was now was UConn and South Carolina. Stanford won, you know, won last year, but it's going to continue. Like all all your top ten players are going to go to the to, to the same three or four schools, right? Similar to men's college basketball, but I think the talent disparity in women's college basketball from the top players to kind of the average players is is much larger than it is in, in men's college basketball. So I'm not surprised. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's an amazing accomplishment, but I can't say I'm surprised. 
Yeah, man. I, I am looking forward to seeing Beckers and Fudd going up against Stanford. Um, like I said, this, I think that's going to be a big basketball game. That second game is going to be insane to me. And Stanford has looked, I think, great in this tournament as well. Um, that game, UConn, they they battled against NC State and they pulled it off. Um, but yeah, and like I said, South Carolina's defense is going to be tough too. Like I said, Louisville, Louisville's hungry. They're going to definitely be hungry. This is the fourth time in program history, I believe, they are in the Final Four. So we will definitely see. All right, one more subject. Uh, all right, I know this has been beat around the bush all week long. Beat up, talked about. Beat up all, yeah, well, yes. Well, yeah, and we all know about it because we don't have to introduce it. Let's just give it out our thoughts about Will Smith slapping or punching. I, I'll just say slap. Nick, I'll, I'll start with you about Will Smith um, slapping Chris Rock. On the stage after that, uh, of course, talk about Will Smith's wife and her. It was a G.I. Jane joke. Oh. <laughs> now, nah, I mean, okay, all right. I'll put it like this. I'm not a married man. People will say, well, your opinion, you understand if you're married. I, I get it. But I think his actions was just, but it was the wrong place, wrong time. <laughs> I feel like he should have waited until he went to commercial break and been like, let me holler at you. I don't, I wouldn't even say that. I would have just walked up right after commercial break. <laughs> Backstage, this way it would just been a story that people have been talking about because nobody would have had their cameras out. Mm-hmm. People just been like, yeah, it happened. Oh, no, it didn't happen. But here we are. Mm. You know, and, and there's extra videos out that's coming out now. You know, uh, we, I just saw a video today where it showed when he's when he slapped Chris Rock, Jada started laughing. So I was like, <laughs> come on, she wasn't even concerned. She was, I was like, yo, this chick is toxic. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I just think it's a buildup. And, and I've heard this, you know, kind of theory of multiple times, but it's just a buildup, man. Will's been through so much and, you know, in terms of his relationship with Jada and the slander and, you know, saying that his, you know, his, 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 his you know, his stroke game is subpar yeah. to, to the August Alcina controversy. <laughs> you know, sorry, we can edit that, right? <laughs> to, to, to the August Alcina controversy, to the, you know, to, to the open relationship controversy, to the Tupac, you know, to Tupac controversy and like, like all these things over the years that have come out about them and like, it's just, everything has just been, you know, the snowball effect, right? You know, keeps gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger to, to the point where his masculinity on, you know, on primetime TV was challenged in his opinion, pertaining his wife that people like, I guess, in his opinion, feel like he never really, he's never really been that man for her. Mm-hmm. So he took the opportunity to show them like, yo, you know, like I'm gonna stand up now. My feeling is like, but do I feel like it was appropriate? Nah, not really. Off, off a GI Jane joke, not really. I think he took advantage of the opportunity that it was Chris Rock. If it was The Rock, you know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> we're gonna go up there and smack Dwayne Johnson in the face. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you know, it was it was Chris Rock, so he he knew that Chris wasn't going to pop off, but like he took advantage of the opportunity, and you know, as a result, you know, he'll suffer the consequences, and, and we'll see what they'll be. But these are rich. You know, super wealthy black men. It sucks that they had to be had had to show that side of us as as we are already targets, right? 
mm-hmm. on, on national TV. But just like everything else, you know, give it a month, give it a couple of months. Nobody will care about us anymore, and we'll be on to the to the next big controversy, right? So that that's my two cents. Yeah. All right, Chris. Yeah, I think uh, someone said it best in our circle. Uh, just be careful who you marry. And uh, yeah, there's there's you know some some you know Jada does bring a toxic element. It seems like, and and I think for years Jada keeps telling us stuff. And we want Jada to stop telling us stuff because <laughs> I feel like we know their business. And you're right. Will has been slandered so much over the past five to 10 years that it was a buildup and he got tired of it. And in that moment, that trigger just went off. And, and I hear you, Nick, you know, commercial break, go backstage, all of that. But Sometimes you're in a moment. You react in the moment and you think about what you did after the fact. And I right. think that's where Will was or whatever. I think Will got to a point after he sent the hell out of Chris Rock and you, you could see it in his emotional speech You know, after winning his award that there was some remorse for what he did. And while I haven't heard him apologize you know, directly to Chris Rock, I mean, he did issue some statement uh, of apology, you know, to to Chris Rock, and Chris Rock apologized for making the joke about Jada uh, as well. But I think for Will, and then just thinking, you know, of me as a married man, you know, to a black woman, if I and, and again, let's assume that Will, just based on what I read, Will had already talked to Chris Rock about talking about his wife as far back as 2016, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So if Chris Rock then took the opportunity, which he did, and made another joke about Will's wife, after Will kindly asked him in private to not do that, then I feel like Will was justified in slapping the hell out of Chris Rock you know, on TV. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could have happened again. Like you said, there's, these are two extremely wealthy, extremely successful black men. You don't want to see that on camera for the whole world to see because you know what the mm-hmm. narrative is after that. Um, but it happened, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, in Will's mind, it needed to happen in that moment because he was just fed up in that moment. And I think, you know, when you watch the video and you watch Will say, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth, like that fucking, that was the fed up fucking, yeah, <laughs> you know, <that> was. <laughs> like, like when you say it like that, you're finished, yeah. like, you're done. Like you don't want to hear any more shit. Like you're just like I'm gonna just handle my business right here, and I'm just let it be known that you know this is gonna be it, or else next time it might be something different than this. Um, But what it has done for Chris Rock is he's back on the road, and them tickets. Yep. (laughs) From fifty dollars to five hundred dollars or something like that, and I'm like, man, this is this is making Chris Rock, you know, richer. And so, (laughs) you know, again. Ultimately, you wish it didn't happen, you know, live on air for everyone to see. Uh, but I don't necessarily disagree with Will Smith smacking Chris Rock uh, in that moment, uh, protecting his wife. So, so the funny part. So this is me, me, me as a as a black man, right? And and you know, pretty cool black man at that. In my thought process, right? If I if I if I say in my mind I, something is triggering me, right? And 
I know at this point I'm about to go. Like the funniest part about the whole thing to me was the slap. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what, like what grown up, what grown man's like, I'm about to go up here and slap the shit out. Like for me, like I'm gonna hit a dude. Like I'm full face punch. I'm like he he thought he had to think about that shit, right? He was like, I don't want to knock this out, but I want to send a message. So yeah. like with that, I felt like it was very calculated by Will. I feel like I feel some thought into it. I feel like he made his mind up. If I hear anything about Jada from this man because of the history, I'm gonna do it. Like it, it didn't seem very uh, spur of the moment for me. It, it seemed very like just even in him laughing at the jokes and you know then see oh sh- okay showtime. <laughs> real casually and real chill. He wasn't like star like star like he was just like. And just yeah. you know, sit back there. Like it just felt very calculated. I don't think it was staged, but it, it felt very calculated to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, go, go ahead. Nick. I agree. I agree with that. I agree with that. I mean, you know, like y'all said, Chris Rock's uh, ticket sales and stuff. And I got a lot of respect for Chris, you know. You know, he's got one hell of a chin. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> you heard that fire on that mic. Because uh, <laughs> that was a punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought it was a you heard it. I was like, well, yeah. damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, was, I was licking the inside of my damn jaw. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like hey, yo, we all been smacked before. You're saying where you know how you can kind of taste blood a little bit. <laughs> you know, I was like, damn, that was a hard ass slap. Yeah. <laughs> and two, two, he just kept the show moving. Like, yeah, that's what made it so crazy because everybody thought it was staged because it was like, wait a minute, he's it's like cat just trying to just like he just kept his cool. I mean, kept his composure. I ain't gonna say kept his cool, kept his composure and kept on with the show. Anybody else? <laughs> the wrong one might have been yeah. some hands, or you would have saw Will getting handcuffed when he got his trophy, because that's what I would have done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, nope. Right now, you if I can't touch him, wait to, wait. All right, now cuff him. I <laughs> 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 really got no work. Cuff him. The crazy thing is, like, this is how I I feel like Chris Rock realizes he was wrong on some level. It's because he didn't even press charges. You know, and he and he apologized. Any man who's who feels that he's done something wrong. Uh, or I'm sorry, any man who feels like he didn't do something wrong isn't going to then apologize for something that he didn't do and then not press charges, you know, when this was essentially assault in front of the entire world. And so Chris Rock opted not to press charges and he opted to issue an apology directly to Will and Jada for making the joke. So Chris Rock acknowledges, you know, some responsibility in this. And it's great. And you're right. He did keep the show moving. But I ain't going to say that he was fully composed right after that because he was slipping over some of them words. He was still trying to figure out what just happened because the <laughs> teleprompter, what, I don't know what was on the teleprompter at that point, but he yeah, he was saying some stuff and he was like, and we, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> he was still stunned. Yeah. He could have walked up that stage or whatever. He could have F this, drop that mic. <laughs> Yeah, professional man. Like I mean, that, that he's a he's a professional, bro. I mean, he he kept the show going, and and as a result, like I said, you know, that that paper, as you said, like he had his first show, and, and they said in his first show, he he addressed the situation very very lightly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but naturally, you know, as he goes through the through this tour, 
that that's going to be a part of his show and 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 you know his his storytelling ability and all that kind of stuff i think will make it it's going to make him you know that much more richer right so end of the day you know he, he looks good he looks good in the public eye um you know he look he's the victim obviously in this case you know depending on you know, i mean overall i think he's the victim right he got he got assaulted um but you know his bread's going up i guarantee you more opportunities will open up as a result this this probably won't be the last Oscars that he hosts, right? You know, so um, so like end of the day, you know, it's all about the bag when it comes down to it, right? And 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 I think Will will suffer suffer. Use the word suffer lightly, right? He's a he's a freaking worth two hundred and fifty million, right? Mm-hmm. But like I, I think from from just an overall, you know, moving forward standpoint, I think Will will certainly suffer the consequences of his actions, whether that means his Oscar is 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 taken away or um, other opportunities that he may have had in the pipeline. May, may may disappear right as a result of, of 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 kind of public shame so yeah we'll see i do not want that I mean, that, that flap gave chris rock more material you know what i'm saying so yeah. you know, chris sure. rock is good like he's he definitely will start a show with some of that material when he hosts the oscars in 2026 you know he's gonna open the show by saying where's will smith sitting at and everybody's gonna laugh <laughs> you know <laughs> and, and so he'll be all right or whatever and as far as the will, will, will's not gonna lose any gear Man, Will's got a stranglehold of both the black and the white community in Hollywood, so he'll be fine. Like he's Will nothing. I say in a month we're not even going to be talking about this slap. We're in April now. We're now April. Uh, I give it six months. He, like I said, he gonna suffer for a little bit because they go out. They about to do a red table talk. Him and his wife about the situation <laughs> real soon. See, like, here we go again. They're gonna be telling us stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they already announced it. Already announced All right. It. I'm about to, all right, so we gotta end this with a uh, parting shot or the last word. I'll just say last word. It's better that it, it will talk better. Uh, just anything, y- get your mind off uh, something you w- want to get off your chest. Obviously, nothing offensive, but nothing too crazy. But uh, Nick, I'll start with you. Uh, me? Yes, oh, yes, start, me. yes. Uh, what do you want to get off? Uh, anything you want to get off before we get off your chest before we uh, end the end this uh, show? Bombers, bombers, championship. <laughs> as long as you get Katie to rock. <laughs> Kyrie. Oh. I'll leave it at that. Okay. Uh Walt, you're next. Yeah. Lee, anything else you want to get off? Hey man, you know, you know what's up. My focus is all about Saturday, man. It's all about Saturday right now. You see it, sit show one more time. You know, this, this, <laughs> this one right here. This is for K right here. You know, the this this right here is 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 is, is for the legacy. Um, you know, like I said, Duke by 10, man. Duke by 10. That's it. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, Chris. Yeah, well, you know, I've got uh, another really great speaking opportunity coming up uh, first week of April, where I'll be speaking to uh, about a thousand high school juniors and seniors. And uh, I, I share this message with everyone every time I go and speak in a world where you can be anything, be you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Definitely great. Unless you're single, because it's hard out here. These folks crazy, man. <laughs> it's great out here. You, hey, if you married, stay there. Man, you don't be missing it. my message, man. <laughs> oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> oh, my goodness, man. Um, just two things for me. Well, actually, I guess one thing. Obviously, uh, everyone in Raleigh, please be safe this weekend, man. I know uh, that Dreamfield Festival is going to be incredible. First and foremost, um, and I know uh, I, I definitely love that uh, Gangsta Grizzles mixtape, uh, Gangsta Grizzles mixtape. I'm gonna just say that with a uh, Dreamville and DJ Drama, 
definitely like loved it. So I know they're gonna perform the heck out of those tracks. Um, but like I said, everyone please stay be safe out there around that area this weekend. Like I said, you and and you gotta do North Carolina game that they will stream, which is gonna be nuts. It's just gonna be a busy weekend around that area all around. And uh and like I said, man, for me this uh just just um I got nothing else really. <laughs> I know the World Cup just for me personally, the World Cup draws tomorrow in USA soccer is back in it. So we're gonna definitely uh See what kind of draw they have. It's good to see them back in. It makes the game that much better. But anyway. No! <laughs> Don't wear your best sneakers at Dreamville Fest. Don't do it. Yeah, I wouldn't. You wear I, something slight, something you're willing to F up. Yeah, something. <laughs> Don't put on nothing fancy because yeah. they're going to get smashed. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. My son, and it, my son will be there. Well, Walt's 16th birthday present. One of his presents is, is Dreamville. So ah. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. But excellent. That's a great present. That's a great present. So everyone, thank you for listening to Ron Nick's Rundown. Walt and Chris, thank you both for joining us. Uh, definitely was a great show. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. Um, I know Lakers was definitely the biggest topic we've had, and uh, probably the longest Lakers conversation we ever had on this show. <laughs> but uh, we will end it there. Thank you all for listening to Ron Nick's Rundown. Game with you all to watch us or listen to us next time.